0: Welcome to the Cult of the Clock Tower. I am Andrew Nathanson. Every other week, a special guest and I have an in depth discussion about a character from the game Blood on the Clock Tower. Today's character is the Klutz, an outsider from the Sex and Violets edition, whose ability reads When you learn that you died, publicly choose one alive player. If they are evil, your team loses. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about the Klutz, and I am joined by Lucas. Hey, Lucas, how are you doing?
1: Hi! How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. So, before we get started, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I go by Stitchface in the Clocktower community and have been playing since the Shut Up and Sit Down review and have been tinkering and modding the game ever since. Sweet. So,
0: before we get into talking about playing as or with the Klutz in the game... We're gonna do the uh, section zero here, which is a new thing for this season. Just going over in more depth how to actually run the character. I don't know if you know this, Lucas, but this is a new thing I'm doing. Where somebody somebody basically asked if I could go in more depth on how to run the characters. That like the rest of the discussion is more contextualized. So uh, we're just gonna go over that real quick. Klutz is not terribly difficult. So for one thing, if the klutz dies at night, they have to choose somebody in the morning. Or well, I guess first of all, if <laughs> when the klutz knows learns that they have died. They have to choose a player. Um, you generally have a little bit of time to you know, consult with the other players and think about it, who you're going to choose. And then they choose somebody, and if that player is on the good team, then the game continues, nothing happens. If that player is on the evil team, then the game is over and evil wins. Or technically, the team that the klutz is on loses, because it's possible to have an evil klutz. Yeah. So if they die at night, they choose in the morning. Otherwise, they choose as soon as they die. So like if they get executed, and that just happens before you go to sleep that day.
1: And we can get into the intricacies of if you don't, if you whatever the storyteller does uh, for if the klutz forgets or if the klutz refuses. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. <laughs> but
0: in general, it's on them to know that they have to do something, and that is their entire abilities. So they really should rem- uh, be able to remember that. Uh- <laughs> All right, so that that covers that. Let's get into actually talking about the character. All right. So you're playing as the klutz. Um, What are you thinking about going into the game?
1: Well, the first thing I'm thinking about if I'm getting the klutz role is the scope of the ability about how it is probably the biggest alternative win condition in Clock Tower or at least one of the biggest. Maybe Mastermind rivals it, but essentially the ability for evil to win off of my choice is such a huge consequence, counterbalanced by the fact that if I happen to choose a good player, that's incredibly useful information for the rest of the game.
0: Well yeah, it's 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 like if if the the downside weren't so bad, the klutz is almost a townsfolk, right? Oh, yeah. Like Oh yeah. Like yeah. Like if the consequence was like a a player dies or something. Yeah. Then Yeah, the klutz is a very powerful townsfolk, but uh, but with the downside being that you just lose the game, yeah, it's an outsider. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Another big thing that I'm thinking about if I'm the klutz is the probability that I'm going to slip, uh, Mm. referring slip from here on out as uh, the choice, when we refer to like slip as the slip. You're slipping (laughs) on somebody. You got a big old banana, you're (laughs) slipping on somebody. Uh, The amount of people that die in a game of clock tower once by the time it's over is probably like 75% or higher. So the odds (laughs) that I am going to slip at some point are very high. So as far as if I am trying to time the slip for a particular time, uh, has implications in different directions. If I slip early versus slip late, I am punished and rewarded in different ways. Uh, but I, but I expect to slip on something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a little bit like, um, we talked about this in the Barber episode, I don't know if you've listened to that yet because it like, just came out. We talked about this a bit, how the Outsiders are all like, oh, you don't want to die, except the Mutant, mm-hmm. but everybody dies pretty much, right. so right. Uh, it's it's more about controlling when you do and making sure you're still in an okay position at the time that you do die.
1: It's not like the Saint, which is a, which is a superficially similar character as far as you die, you can lose, uh, but... but- the saint is is invested in more than anything else, more than probably killing the demon, in uh, preventing their death by that particular method. Whereas yeah. the klutz is going to get targeted by the town or, or the evil team in most games.
0: Yeah, it is possible to survive until the of end. Of
1: course. And that's a desirable outcome, arguably at least, as long as you don't think that you're so suspicious being alive to the end, which... <laughs> Is neither here nor there
0: right I mean that is actually a, a pretty big consideration because outsiders and sex and violets especially tend to uh, it's like there's always the possibility of them turning into the fangu.
1: absolutely right and that's yeah that's the that's the other thing that comes to mind if I'm the klutz is that if there's not supposed to be any outsiders <laughs> I'm playing a very different game.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I think that's the that's a good broad overview of like, expect that you're going to die. Sometimes you mm-hmm. won't and that might be a good thing, although it still might be a bad thing because that means that like other information characters have died, which isn't necessarily good. But yeah, so in general, I would say surviving until the end is a desirable outcome. And if for nothing else than the reason that, that, that you know for sure you're a good player, right? So like, it's always good to have one person you can trust in the, in the final three.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to risk restating myself, you are working, you are, you are working backwards from the expectation that you are either going to lose the game or you're going to slip on a player that will then give you not only incredibly useful information as learning someone to trust is incredibly useful, but also you are getting information that's immune to so many different things in sex and violets that can pollute your information like the Nodashi and the Vortox and so forth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you you are immune to those almost all forms of information disruption you can almost completely trust them yeah it's true and i might get into a story as to why that's not almost <laughs> even though i initially thought it was almost You're <laughs> not always yeah um, maybe not you're like 99 percent <laughs> sure your slipped target is on your team for the most of the game
0: yeah exactly all right so let's go over like the outcomes of what can happen when you do die and you slip There's the first case, which is you slip onto good. That does a huge amount of really good things, as we've been saying. Uh, It removes, like, obviously you don't have to worry about your outsider ability anymore, and you have this trusted player. Anything else you want to say about that outcome?
1: (laughs) There are things I think you can build on that, but I I don't know the actual order that we want to talk about them. Closest comparisons in the post-slip game, which... Is always good for you. If you're in a post-slip game and you're still in a game, <laughs> you're doing you're doing real hot. You kind of have something that's analogous to a washwoman as far as being able to really trust someone and being able to build theories off of that uh, in a set that's as chaotic on the information game as SNV is incredibly useful yeah Uh, especially if their information if you've slipped on a savant and then being able to know that all right they could be vortexed but at least we know they're not lying about (laughs) all their information
0: right and that actually kind of can play into who you choose like if you can Mm -hmm. if you're in the situation where you're equally confident on a few people or perhaps more likely equally not confident on anyone uh, as always (laughs) choosing a player who you think like you basically have to split like, okay, well, we're either going to lose right here, but in the world where we don't lose, I should choose the person who will be ho- most helpful to know is good, so I, I think that is a relevant consideration
1: that's you know it's kind of like the slayer in that regard as far as yeah. your if you if you have the absence of of trust you can you could start playing for the odds of whose information is it best to verify but of course, with all of these potential bounties comes the Less likely chance, or at least you'd imagine less likely. But blood on the Clock tower is not random, so maybe it's not <laughs> less likely. But you would imagine less likely incident where wah, you just you get you get the playthrough videoed of that pandemonium <laughs> institute, and you just slip right on that demon, and you just lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not too much more to say about that outcome. Uh, we can talk about how to yeah. avoid it, but if that happens, then you just lose the game.
1: Yeah, and we will we will talk about how we're trying to avoid, or if you're evil, trying to gravitate to that outcome uh, (laughs) pretty soon.
0: All right, so uh, let's talk about the game before the slip. We can split this into a few ways. I think the first thing to talk about is, like you alluded to earlier, a a game that's supposed to have zero outsiders in it.
1: Right. So if I am in a no outsider game, and I am dealt the klutz token, uh, I am... Kind of a snake charmer. Like, I am (laughs) not very invested in the good team's victory at first. Uh, I am, or at least maybe this is just my disposition as a snaky boy, uh, but I am more than happy to try and play both sides until I really know what my alignment's going to be, especially because if you are forthcoming with that information of saying, hey, I'm the klutz in a Zero Outsider game, uh, you are public enemy number one if they think that the Fangu jumped. Uh, because who else are they going to jump to?
0: Yeah, and they might also just, like, as soon as you say that, you're in a constant limbo state of, some, like, either the fango has jumped to you or they haven't. And when you're in that state, almost always you kind of just have to be executed.
1: Which kind of bridges into uh, about Vortox food mm-hmm. and the klutz. Uh, there is, I have I have witnessed a meta in some places where people really like the klutz benefit outcome Mm -hmm. and so they will not only feed the vortex possibility but they will also just be like kill me as soon as possible and then we can use that useful information i get out of the slip for the whole game yeah uh, because we're just going to execute me day one which i believe if i had to guess is a strategy that will have you winning for a longer (laughs) amount of hours playing clock tower (laughs) like (laughs) as in the games where that strategy doesn't work and you lose are very short, <laughs> yeah. so that that I feel like may warp your perspective on how useful that strategy is Yeah, it feels if you like care it about win rates, <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's like, well, the well, only <laughs> times it's failed were in four-second games, where I was just like, ax me, shoot that demon, <laughs> we lose, uh, which uh, may be appealing or unappealing to your storyteller, <laughs> maybe appealing or unappealing to your group, but that's, that's one way to play it, is to just try and milk that advantage you get out of a good slip and get executed as soon as you can.
0: I think it's an interesting consideration whether that actually, like, not not talking about uh, percentage of time spent in a winning game, but mm-hmm. talking about win percentage overall. I, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting question whether that's a higher or, or, or lower likelihood to win the game overall. Uh, right. Because, so at the start of the game, most likely the balance of evil players in the game is the lowest. Do you think that's fair to say i don't know I'm not hundred percent sure on that statement, but I feel like it might be true.
1: I have no idea and no way to get, gather data because yeah. it depends on how good is how good is good executing evil players is good play is the good team even wanting to execute people i mean they do with the vortox, but like are they executing to kill a clockmaker because they just want yeah they want to play that way or are they really trying to go for evil and then so I think i I don't, I don't know.
0: I I think that if if you kind of do the math on it, like if you assume good isn't perfect and they're executing like, I don't know, like a 50% evil at best.
1: That's always how I think of it usually.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's about accurate, but then evil is killing a good player every night, most likely. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, your mortis gets in the way of that a little bit and other stuff, but so I think that if you take those things, then you're getting about a quarter of the people who die are evil. And evil starts with about a quarter of evil players in the game. So actually, now that I'm talking about it, I feel like maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe that <laughs> my initial impression was wrong, and actually, there is about the same percentage of evil players alive at any time. Right. But yeah, so I guess, I guess, like, if you're just choosing randomly, maybe it doesn't matter so much what time of the game you do it. But theoretically, you have <laughs> more information later.
1: Mm-hmm. And choosing randomly is another thing that is probably an interesting question as far as uh the question of is a random pick for the or for the klutz on average going to be picking <laughs> evil more or less than going with your gut which you would you would hope that you could think your way out of probability but it's it's absolutely possible in my mind that is are weirdly gravitated to evil because of just how (laughs) the game goes. And I just don't know. I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, But I think in general, we should be assuming that you're you're going on the information somehow. Um. Right,
1: right. Yeah. And so I would advise against slipping randomly as a klutz purely (laughs) on a fun dimension as far as like, even if it has a very marginal win rate benefit for you to puse randomly as opposed to going with your gut. I mean, what are you playing Clock Tower for if not to slip on a demon? Yeah, and, and like <laughs> I mean, you gotta have fun.
0: In theory, the there should be absolutely no reason that having more information would make your decision exactly. worse, right? Right. It's just a matter of like, you know, human nature <laughs> that sometimes it will. Um, but if you're trying to be the best player you can, like the ceiling is certainly that you pick right every time.
1: And at that point, I mean, what do you even need the savant for? <laughs> you're already the savant. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think that theoretically, you should be you should be playing for that ceiling, not for like the oh, yeah. actual like median <laughs> of
1: the ability. Right. You're not. You're not playing to. You're not playing to beat random, you're <laughs> playing to get as close to 100% picking good players, because not only are you not losing right there, you're winning more of those games after the slip because yeah. of that very useful information you're getting.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we kind of got off on a tangent here, but back to the uh, Zero Outsider game. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know there's a Fangu, and mm-hmm. like you were saying, you can totally like play a little bit more uh, like playing both sides and you don't don't really know if you're going to become the fangu until the very end especially cuz you're their only target so it's not even possible for them to hit another outsider before you
1: and you are in an unenviable position on the last day if you are still the klutz
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> although I feel like it might kind of be okay to come out as the klutz on the last day because it's like if you were really hit by the fangu, would you just come out and say that you're an outsider? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I got snake charmed last night, so <laughs> like, what do you? What can you say?
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think the really the thing that makes klutz a bit different for, from the other outsiders here is that well, actually no, I guess it's the exact same as the other outsiders. It's different from the mutant. <laughs> um, your ability only is going to affect the game via an execution or if you get hit by the witch. And that just means that overall you're less likely to lose the game for your team. So mm-hmm. while while you're in like a weird position for the whole game where you can't really come out as what you are, you do at least know that you're more likely to not lose the game <laughs> for your team directly. Right.
1: <laughs> and I think that feeds into a, 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 just a larger concept of like the alignment changers of the Snake Charmer and the Goon and the Outsiders in an ex- SMV game as far as like... Again, you'd rationally or at least maybe this isn't exactly, but like you'd expect the players that play those roles to win more because they can win with both sides. They can play the teams off each other to some degree Hmm. and game it for themselves. Like the idea be that like if you can't win with good, you can throw it in with evil, as opposed to if you're on the good team and you can't win with good, you're just gonna lose. I don't know how I don't know how meaningful that is to actually say. Yeah, um, I, th- I
0: think the the, the part yeah. the thing that makes that not necessarily the case is that you don't have agency over when you switch for all of these characters. Like you have some amount of agency, except but for not maybe much. the
1: snake charmer. <laughs> the
0: right. snake charmer has agency, right? But almost always, when they do switch, they're putting themselves in a worse position. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so I think that's the difference there. So it's like, yeah, you kind of have to play both sides, but you also don't know which side you should be playing the most.
1: Yeah. Just the, the, the idea that was in my head is, do you want to be this carrot? Like, just in an imaginary world, do you want to be a klutz in a Zero Outsider game? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I, it's not really a relevant question, because you don't choose what you pull out of the bag. You're just the klutz, and you've got to make best with what you have, which is maybe you defect. Or you <laughs> wait until you maybe defect, and then still last to the last day, and then they kill you.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's really a way that you can like try to figure out who the fangu is and talk to them except mm-hmm. you might be in a position where you can actually like solve the information of the game better than everyone else because you already know the demon type
1: and you know the outsider yeah
0: yeah so if if you happen to be able to like You're like, okay, well, I'm just 100% certain that this person is the Fangu, then. Uh, I suppose (laughs) there could be situations where. (laughs) Yeah, you should just execute them, right?
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, Unless you, you know, want to have fun and you're just like, yeah, I'll win for (laughs) both teams. I'll not only solve the game for good, I'll switch teams and then win for evil. And if you do that, write to me. (laughs) I want to hear that story.
0: Exactly. Um all right, so let's talk about the pros and cons of publicly claiming in any game, not just a zero outsider game. So we've already mentioned In a Vortex
1: possibility game.
0: Yeah. So the obvious thing is that if there is a Fangu, they're gonna be able to target you. If they believe you, that is. It's entirely possible like that the sage or something could be bluffing an outsider in a Fangu game. But other than that, how much do you think that this is just generally going to get the demon to kill you no matter what?
1: (laughs) Well, not if it's a fango game, <laughs> or at right, least, I don't right. imagine that the evil team wants to throw the demon to the publicly claimed klutz, right, or maybe but the, they but do. the other demons I don't know yeah. the other demons though, yeah. do you think
0: they're just gonna kill
1: you at night? I think that the demons and this might and this might be where we kind of where we have a like referring back to saying that we expect to slip at some point during the game because most people die. I think that the demon has other people they want to be killing right Mm -hmm. now. There is a artist out there that hasn't asked their question there is a snake charmer out there that they want to get hit by um but <laughs> I maybe mean, that isn't the best example actually <laughs> the there is a mathematician that might figure out that it's a nodashi game or so, or so forth and that removes information from the game whereas killing the klutz does let them possibly win and it's a really good strategy if you've gained the tr- trust of the klutz um but it has the backfire potential of they choose a good player and now evil is in a huge pickle and they wasted a kill on somebody on an outsider so yeah i don't imagine that evil players generally want to be killing the klutz but they're not a bad kill because especially if they're well positioned in the group if they're trusted they are their own route to their own victory
0: it's also possible that there's not that much ongoing information coming out. I mean, obviously, it's sex and violence. There's always ongoing information, right, but right. like if there's a snake charmer, an artist, a, a seamstress, a juggler, and clockmaker. what's the other clockmaker? Yeah, if those are your townsfolk, then right. you're by far the best target.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's it is a it is such an interesting, fun part of the character of the evil team deciding how much they want to wager on your win condition as opposed to their win condition, or that's, that's incorrect. Their, <laughs> their win condition through you versus their win condition through living to the end. Um, right, but yeah, we'll, and the, yeah,
0: you we'll can kind of that. actually read into that when you die. Uh-huh. Um, for instance, you might be killed more often. Like, if everyone knows you're a klutz, you might get uh-huh. killed more often when the demon thinks that there are trusted evil players. Absolutely. Whereas if there's, like, one person who you absolutely trust... And everybody kind of just like agrees that they're a townsfolk. The demon probably shouldn't be killing you until they kill that person first. And if they do kill you first and they know that you're a klutz, <laughs> you might be able to read maybe, into that and be like, let's be not like, trust mm, them.
1: <laughs> I'm a little hmm. <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't trust this person that I would trust so much. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, so there are definitely things you can read into just like when, <laughs> like when like you when you should trust people based on when you die.
1: Right, right. It's, 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 it is a, it is absolutely a princess bride gambit uh, (laughs) at a certain level where it's like, where it's like a a strong man would never choose the klutz if they knew that they would do, but then that's what I wanted you to think and so forth. (laughs) And uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's clock tower at its most clock tower is when you're Mm -hmm. just like, are they, are they punking me? Am I being punked? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, but that is something you can be aware of and just try to stay on top of the levels. So like you can even go through that for each person and be like, okay, what level do I think this person is playing at? Therefore, and I'm dead. Therefore, yeah. <laughs> who would they want me to choose? <laughs> yeah, like,
1: And it's like, is the player who's this is their second SNV game? Are they three dimensional? Chessing me? What, <laughs> what we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as, as so, the evil team might want to kill you if they don't have better options. If they think they can get you to pick them, they might want to kill you. But they probably don't because there's so many scary things in SNV. Is my guess. I might be wrong,
0: and also if if they do choose you later, like it comes down to a point where like say you're the, there's four alive and they kill you now you basically have a one and three shot of hitting the demon, maybe a two and three shot of hitting evil if mm-hmm. the evil team has kept their minions alive
1: mm-hmm. and then if you hit good, it's really hard to work from that point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so but but as far as the good team is concerned, I would guess again that the good team wants to kill you. Unless they don't want the. Unless they have like a personal distaste of the game ending early. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they just don't like that. They want longer games. They don't want to just play games where the Klutz dies that early. I imagine that the good is generally itching to kill you purely because there is such a benefit if you choose good. And I mean, somebody's got to die to the vortex on day one. And we don't have a clockmaker. So who is it going to be?
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- this is an interesting thing where there is this strong meta like you were saying in some groups of killing the clutch day 1 and and to some extent i think that it's a very good idea right um like i'm always hesitant to just like say that any meta is like always good and it's certainly not always good mm-hmm. um i would much prefer to kill somebody who i really think is an evil player on day 1 like that's that's the thing the clutch is like i think and you know, this could very well be wrong. Like, maybe we're all, we're entirely wrong about this, and it's just, like, always bad to kill the klutz. Right, right, uh, right. I, Like, I could see that being the case, but I don't think so. So I'm working under the assumption that, like, in general, the klutz dying is good, but there are certainly situations where it's bad
1: if if i if i have a choice between killing if if we are dead set on killing a good player for the vortox which i think is inadvisable but if that's what the group wants and i have to choose between the clockmaker and the Klutz, i'm probably going to advocate for the clockmaker purely because the Klutz the Klutz lost that early is funny the first few times <laughs> but but like having the klutz die in the mid game is so exciting i think it's because it, you have that balance of like there's so much benefit actually that's that's what i think we should lead into <laughs> so in, in talking in the central theory that most people die in a game of clock tower and you're probably going to die as the klutz uh the balancing act is that you are if you die early like for example asking to be executed day one you are maximizing the benefits for as far as time during the game in which you benefit from your choice of that person you can trust assuming you choose good but you are also arguably most likely going to choose evil because you have no information to discern all these people on who to choose so you have that higher arguably higher probability of losing if you die early whereas if you die late you only trust that slip for that long if you chose good, but you should hopefully be less likely to choose evil because there's so much more information out there.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the fundamental trade-off here. Right, is the right. earlier you die, the more likely you are to lose, but if you don't lose, the more likely you are to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. If the group wants to feed the Vortox and they don't want to try and feed them a potentially useful character, but that also might be evil, and instead they want to feed them just a good player that we don't mind killing because we don't lose an ability, uh, I think you are going to spend a lot of time winning with that strategy because you're going to have that trusted player. It's just, you might lose more because the games you lose are always day one, (laughs) slip, Oops! (laughs) Redeal, and we'll get to that in the storyteller section
0: (laughs) Uh, it is also worth noting that at the start of the game the good players are like not only just has the least information in general come out but the evil players are able able to make information that directly points to one another being good Mm -hmm. so like if you're trying to use what information you have i think that actually might even make you more likely to lose on the first day if if the evil team is playing well uh uh-huh. um, Because they, theoretically, their information from the start should kind of like all confirm itself, and you don't have a way to tell that that's wrong.
1: Especially if you claim first, especially you say I'm the klutz, and then all the evil, presuming they're all very skilled at the game, are like look at each other. It's like all right, we need to really quickly build a model. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's put like it okay, on I, this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm the dreamer. I checked this person. I got well. Well, first you tell me what yeah, you were, and then yeah,
1: perfectly good. I mean, I, their tax returns are beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know. It's almost like you you can I I can see the benefits of playing it both ways, and I think it's a should be like like ideally you're you're adjusting whether or not you want to do that based on the game state
1: and just what your players want. Like, of course, you're always playing to win. You're always playing for your team. But like, if if the group is just likes something more, and you don't have any other way to choose, uh, just being a pleasant gamesman tends to win you clock tower because people like you <laughs> and they're psychologically inclined to trust you even when you are the evil twin
0: (laughs) yeah all right so throughout the rest of the game though i think that the thing you want to be doing is well theoretically not like coming out uh because we've already talked about what you do in that case but I think in general, you should be focusing so much during the game on finding players to trust. Absolutely, one hundred. Um, you don't have yeah, you don't have anything else to be thinking about. It's like we've said this about a lot of characters, but this is it's especially important for the cluts. If you don't have a strong ability, then you have all the time in the world to like just make deductions about what what else is going on in the game. You have everyone else's ability to think about. I, I guess to that end, you should be trying to get as much information out of people as you can, whether that's in whispers or encouraging people to tell stuff to the group. And just, yeah, just spend your time thinking about it and trying to piece together at least one player you can trust at all times.
1: Yeah. And while it can risk, it can always risk this type, this type of play always, always carries risks. It is an excellent excuse to mine information out of people to just say, hey, I'm the klutz and I want you to tell me things because I want to be able to trust (laughs) you when the time comes because arguably the time will come. However, if we are hiding, if we are trying to be in in the darkness, it isn't, it isn't impossible that you live to the end without your slip uh and that way you avoid your outsider drawback and so uh while unlikely i think it is absolutely valid to in some part play for staying alive just Mm -hmm. because if you can manage to dodge all the executions and all of the night kills you're in a pretty good spot unless people don't trust you for living that Yeah. Alright, so you died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what 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 do you do here?
1: Right. Should we actually should we talk about what you should do or what everybody else should be doing? First? Let's actually I don't start care what with what start.
0: everybody should yeah. let's start with that, what everyone else should be yeah.
1: doing. Let's um, let's let's look at what I, I actually didn't realize I put it in the show notes there first. I thought I was being clever, but no, it's just there in the show notes. I said that. other <laughs> yeah. players. Okay, so the klutz is a cool role to be. It's also a cool role to be with. And if you are on the good or evil team and somebody just died and they're saying they're the klutz, uh, I think that it is not at all the time to sit on your laurels. This is, this has now become at least in part, the game is all about yep. this, this one player's choice. And so if you can get them to choose you, you have so much benefit. If you're on the good team, they'll implicitly trust you for the rest of the game, hopefully in most circumstances. Uh, and you can build so many cool models off of that in order to find the evil team. And if you're evil, you get the whole kit and caboodle, hit the whole, the whole, the whole dang game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, Okay, I imagine, to risk a bit, to look a little bit suspicious on the bigger game, to try and go for this, like not selling out the entire game, but but being like, you know, make a reach, make a play. I think that this is a wonderful time to make things happen because you have so much to gain as the person chosen by the clutch. It's such a gift to you. And
0: the thing is, every single person should want the clutch to choose them. Absolutely. right. So... But the there is a difference, though, where sometimes you might also want the klutz to choose someone else. Probably not as mm-hmm. much as you want them to choose you. Mm-hmm. But you would much prefer them to choose someone you trust than someone you don't trust.
1: It's like, if you can't choose me, don't choose Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's the evil <laughs> twin, or whatever you have. <laughs> yeah, He dreamered so, wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that is the, for the good team, that's always what you have to be considering, is... Uh-huh. Like, should I be advocating for them to choose me or should I cut my losses to some extent? And, like, or or should I accept that they won't choose me and try to advocate for them to choose someone else who I do trust?
1: And I think this speaks to the just absolute brilliance of the character that contained within just one little ability becomes this calculation for every single person at the table to Mm -hmm. balance. Am I going for the big game or am I going for the klutz game right now? Because there's so much to benefit. And then within that klutz game, it's a question of, am I arguing for myself or am I arguing for somebody else? (laughs) Yeah. And if I argue for somebody else, am I going to really regret it as soon as they choose (laughs) them? Like instantly.
0: (laughs) And then also that brings us to the evil team. What the evil team is thinking is, should I argue for myself Mm-hmm. should I argue for one of my evil teammates or should I argue for a good player to make myself look good? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Like,
1: right. Because, because you just, uh, and, and it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's just like you, you have this rare excuse to look a little sus or, or, or otherwise, and to just try and throw it on somebody else or throw it on yourself or something uh, where you can just steal the win. Right there. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not likely to happen, I imagine, uh, but it is it is a wonderful little mini game that everyone gets to play. And that works into back on us when we were playing the Klutz, which is how the hell are we going to make this choice?
0: Yeah. So I think the first thing to consider is if everybody in the group is split, like, so if you, if you, like, this is obviously a simplification, but if you assume that the good players are perfectly split on who to choose. Mm hmm then that will mean that the evil team all working together can encourage you to vote for an evil player. Um, So, like, don't necessarily trust the majority of players.
1: Yeah, that's that's really interesting.
0: It's similar to, like, deciding early votes. Like, if you just always try to, like, if you can't get the good players to vote, or if you're between two people and one of them's good, one of them's evil, you're more often going to execute the good one in the early game because the evil team knows which one it is. And it's it's similar to that situation. So don't always put it up for committee vote.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's not it's not an execution. You have complete authority and you know you're on alignment. So you don't need to you don't need to get people to agree with your choice. Uh you just need to make the right one. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't matter if everyone agrees that you should pick someone if they're evil and you just lose. Or at least, <laughs> you know of course, you're still listening to other people.
0: At least in the situation where you listen to everyone and you do what they want, then you can at least blame them when you lose. Oh, of course. So it's that's not all bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> right. It's it's like it's kinda like the virgin as far as like, yes, ideally you could solve the game by yourself or whatever, but you should still be listening to people and as yeah. they make arguments. You can't solve the whole thing. But ultimately, you know you're on alignment. You it's your choice to make. It's not the groups. And that's just another really cool thing about the character hmm. is it is it really just becomes all about you for at least that one day yeah um, which is excellent so uh, we have two pieces to any clock tower game normally it's in who we're choosing to execute but in this case it's reversed it's who we trust the most and we have character information and we have social information which one do we want to talk about first
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about character information all right
1: first. so what can help you? I think a general principle, at least, going into character information, is that you're trying to get a, pl- a multitude of information. I imagine. Like, if multiple people are saying the same thing, it's less likely that that's just the minion pointing to the demon.
0: It it depends on the player count, of course. Because if there's right, three right. people saying to choose one person in a game with three minions, then maybe that's less right, right, right. R- relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in general, corroborating multiple sources of info and make sure that whatever you're trusting, it all actually makes sense with itself. So like if two people are telling you to do something, but then something else about their information also implies that something else isn't true and that disagrees with each other.
1: Right, right, right. Then so if, that's a lot less. One strong. player's like, "Don't worry, I know they're the dreamer," and someone else says, "Don't worry, I know they're the mutant." It's like, hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope I hope we could figure something out here. Yeah, because even be like though the, you're both saying they're good, you're saying different things.
0: Yeah, or like the savant info. They're like, "Okay, well, yeah. I know from my info that they're probably an outsider," mm-hmm. and then the dreamer's like, "Okay, yeah, well, I know that they're an, that I saw that they could be an outsider as one of the things that I saw," but then the <laughs> other piece of the savant's information like somehow implies that the dreamer is evil then so it's like yeah okay your your sources of information agree with each other but they also say each other are evil so
1: which might be Uh. a reason for a mutant to you know give up the act if if it's like everyone trusts them because they're the outsider and you're just like no (laughs) wait don't marry him (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think i think the strongest characters in general for helping you decide are going to be like like I was just saying, the Dreamer, but mm-hmm. in general, I just think the Dreamer is the strongest at everything in the entire game, so that's no yeah. surprise. Uh, <laughs> what else? I, I think, actually, this is an interesting one. I think that a Snake Charmer who comes out is often a decent choice because if they're an evil player, bluffing Snake Charmer and you don't choose them mm-hmm. is going to set them up in a really awkward position for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, as a good Snake Charmer, they're giving up a lot of their ability and And if they were evil, they'd be giving up a lot of their ability to mess with the game. So it's like I trust that a little bit more, not necessarily like a ton. But if a snake charmer comes out, I'm like, okay, well, if you're an evil player, you're just kind of risking like throwing away a huge amount of your ability and probably getting yourself executed later if I don't choose you.
1: I don't know how many of your listeners have seen the playthrough videos on TPI's channel, uh, but the Sex and the Violets game was an example of a Snake Charmer being able to clear somebody, but still being so committed to the evil play that the klutz then chose then chose uh, the demon and lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was that was uh, a funny moment. And and Evan, social the social media. I don't actually know Evan's title. Yeah. The social, the social minion, Evan. Uh, <laughs> Quote, unquote, as he's called in the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As he's called in the Kickstarter. Uh, shared shared a story with me talking about how he had also played a game where he was a snake charmer and confessed to the klutz because the whole game revolves around the klutz on that day of trying to get them to pick you or pick someone else uh, and, and trying to get, the klutz to pick someone else and did it so convincingly that the klutz just picked him and then they won the game off of that because the snake charmer looked so trustworthy from giving out, giving away their uh, whole whole deal. Mm-hmm. So I think that the snake charmer, there is evidence in the playthrough video and in the anecdote of the snake charmer being pr- uh, a pretty reliable indicator. And of course, now that we say that, every <laughs> game on the imp server is just going to have a whole bunch of snake charmers just pointing to the demon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Flower Girl, Town Crier, Seamstress. The artist can use their question if they want to.
0: Yeah, actually, that's an interesting question of whether or not the artist has a moment there when they can go ask a question. I th- I feel like they do. I feel like they like, do. The klutz doesn't have like a time limit. They just have to make a decision before, like when they learn that they died. I feel like I... Uh, I would allow an artist to come ask me a question. Um, yeah,
1: that's just a question at that point about, like, do Slayers and artists get to do things after the execution? Because I believe there was question on the TPI team as to whether or not that's going to be the case.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure they do, is the final decision on that. And also, I guess that it is also relevant in, like, first thing in the morning when the Klutz learns that they've died. Um, whether whether the Klutz ability takes precedence and, like, they have to immediately make that decision choice or if the artist can go ask a question sure um, but sure. I'm pretty sure they can if, yeah, if yeah. I'm wrong I'll correct this later mm-hmm. um, but yeah that is that's a very good time to ask an artist question
1: right or if the, your storyteller has a different ruling to trick them into asking an artist question <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a minion to go ask an artist question
0: <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. I just mm. asked. Uh, I asked if this person's good. So yeah. They're definitely good. Yeah, you can trust yeah. them. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> but pretty you can good also dude. trust me, you know, because I asked the question. So I mean, it must be good. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that it, it's just an invert of the execution puzzle as to who's yeah. the most suspicious. Let's vote them off. It's instead I am the one choosing, and I am choosing who I trust. Uh, or if you're really ballsy. Somebody who you don't trust and want to, <laughs> 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 which I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to think about that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, wow, it'd be really nice if this player was good. That would make a lot of things easier, but they probably right. aren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you p- can
1: do that to break the vibe, but if you, if you want to know if the savant's trustworthy, that's a, that's, I guess, an okay way to do it. It's yeah. just hell of a cost for doing it wrong. <laughs>
0: So that's all choosing based on yeah, game information. What about like just just picking somebody who doesn't feel like who feels like they're playing like a good player?
1: Well, uh it's it is it's charisma. It's it's using the social tools that you happen to have at your disposal to read people. If you play poker, now's the time to do it. Like now's yeah. the time to read someone's blinking and see if they <laughs> Pass the Kampf test or whatever <laughs> the, mm-hmm. like like if you can if you have a if you have a sense sensitivity to somebody and you just you always know what their alignment is and they look good well there's your pick right there and boy will it be funny when it turns out they're the minion
0: <laughs> yeah I don't think there's too much we can say about that because it really is just
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> matter to defend it yeah
0: yeah what about choosing one of the twins <laughs> <laughs> I like that you put this in the show notes. You you put don't choose a twin and then immediately below it or do <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's the same it's the same kind of thing as far as executing the club's day one. It's like if you want to end that game quick
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: If your game's if the game's not that fun, <laughs> maybe you do it. <laughs> It's like, hey, there's pew. I mean, yeah, there's a really big upside
0: to figuring right. out that one of the twins is good. Oh yeah,
1: no, the game's pretty much over if you do it. It's just a fifty-fifty shot.
0: <laughs> it's like you're elu- you're eliminating two lose conditions at once for yourself, yeah, your own right. and the good twins. Yeah. Uh, but and I'm
1: sure the other twin will be thrilled to see your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of their team, they're gonna feel so robbed <laughs> for you choosing the other person. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: But yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna settle it, if you wanna, if you really want that game to be over, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's your choice. It is your <laughs> choice. I, that cannot be stressed enough that this is, it's it. It becomes about you in the most comical way it can be.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the game after the slip. Um, you survived the pew, slip. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> you did <survived> it. <laughs> you survived. You made game. it. Is easier to win now. It is theoretically. so much easier to
1: win. You would hope, at least. <laughs> I mean, first off, the evil team is killing that player ASAP uh, because uh, everyone's going to trust it if they make it to final three, or at least you would. Uh, I mean, they don't trust you, but, but th- you trust them. And so it's going to yeah. be a lot harder. So it puts a huge target on their back. And that's especially good if they are not. And actually. We get back to this thing, which is it's helpful if they're not somebody the evil doesn't already want to kill. Yeah. So if you stick it on a clockmaker, well, now they have to either kill the savant or kill the trusted clockmaker, and neither one's desirable. Whereas if you put it on the savant, you trust all their information up to that point, but now it's like, all right, and you know, bap, bap, you can get them. <laughs> um, so even then, it's, it's a, it's a trade off as far as who you want to put yeah. trust on.
0: And I think a really important thing is that hopefully you haven't put trust in somebody who is going to change alignment in the course of the game. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, you would hope. <laughs> you would of hope. Of <laughs> course,
0: this. so that, that actually kind of, we haven't actually moved out of the discussion of who to choose because uh-huh. this is relevant there. Hopefully you haven't, you don't choose, like if you can avoid it, if this is the only person you're confident on, then sure, choose them. Uh-huh. But if you can avoid it, it's probably better to avoid choosing another outsider, like yeah. especially if it's a... If, if that the existence of that outsider means it's a fangu game yeah. <laughs> uh it's probably better to avoid choosing the snake charmer even though we already said that maybe that isn't the case mm-hmm. or, or just at the very yeah. least choose somebody who you're pretty sure you trust to be good and also know what they are because if if you're just like i trust this person but they but i don't know what character they are they could be something that could be good now but changed to evil later
1: right yes and I, in prepping for this episode, uh, tried to play a few games as the Klutz. And in one of those games, uh, I did not make this realization. And I was like, I completely trust somebody 100%, and there's no way I could be wrong that this person is good. And we lost that game because I chose the mutant who turned into the fango <laughs> after my choice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if you can help it, maybe don't slip on the mutant like I did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and just be aware that that's a possibility. Like, sure, you have a very strong reason to trust them, but there are—it's you never know the full truth.
1: <laughs> right. But aside from that, you have the most powerful piece of information, or at least one of the most powerful information, in Clock Tower. You are yep. immune to the Vortox. You are immune to the Nodashi. You are immune to the Vigor Mortis. You know that person is good, 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 good at the moment you choose them.
0: The only way you could be drunk or poisoned is... If the philosopher turned into the klutz for whatever reason, <laughs> or, or the if sweetheart. the sweetheart, yeah. yeah, I think those are the only two ways in Sex and Violets.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> you need to have a stern talking to of that philosopher after the game, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Not much. Not much reason. I mean, I guess if we're th- to saying that, like, you know, the klutz ability is very powerful when it is okay, then philosopher turning into klutz isn't that bad because you're neutralizing the other klutz and. <laughs> You become giving you become yourself that flutz. good information. This right. is more of a philosopher discussion, though. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. And speaking of characters that transform, yeah, the pit hag. <laughs> Let's say you were the savant and you were having a grand old time getting pieces of information with the storyteller every day, and now you're the klutz. Is there anything different, or are you just are you just the klutz? You know, there's a pit. I hag. I
0: mean, theoretically, you're in a better position because you have whatever information you gathered before. So I feel like you, yeah, you know yeah, your own information to not be a lie. So yeah.
1: you can use that in choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I feel like it's mostly mostly a, you're you're just a better klutz at that point. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um there, you there is being a thing.
0: A yeah, there is a thing that the evil team can do, which is probably worth mentioning here, which is pit hag someone into the klutz, kill them that night. The next night, if they slip correctly, the next night kill that person, pit hag them into something else. And then the next night, pit hag someone else into the klutz and kill them. Uh, so if the evil team's coordinating, they can do this thing where they get a klutz going off every other day, um,
1: which is <laughs> pretty do not hilarious. I the pit hag can transform characters into ones that are already in the game.
0: Well, that's why I'm saying you you have to take the knight off to pit hag un- the klutz un- back <laughs> into something else.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. And then,
0: and then turn the... Uh, and and, and you, while, Since you have to use that knight doing that, you can also use that knight to kill the trusted player. Uh-huh. Uh so that the, so so the next plots can't choose the same person
1: yeah like, No, we're going to make that choice again actually and this time <laughs> we're going to trust me but yeah As if so they're this... not going to just well actually need to kill them yeah you're right you're 100% yes yeah, so this right. is
0: the- theoretically an abil- a way for the evil team to be able to win every 2 days to have another chance at the- their win condition uh yeah. <laughs> is Assuming it a good thing to do the demon probably doesn't
1: not. die before then because they've kept making people so trustworthy
0: yeah cuz uh. yeah every time you do this I mean, I guess at some point you can then bluff, have an evil player bluff that they got turned into the cluts. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> yes. but yeah,
1: listeners, it, you have a new mission, which is to do this whack pit hag klutz Yeah, combo. this this is
0: this is a new thing for my list. Uh, the list of thing I, I'm actually gonna write that in the notes. Yeah. The Gatling uh, klutz. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like a barber chain, but yeah. more convoluted,
1: <laughs> <laughs> even more steps. And this is only if they found out there wasn't a vortex, and are now just fine to not kill anyone, because you're never gonna have enough time to do this <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> or you're in a twelve traveler game.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and at that point, why aren't you pit the travelers? <laughs>
0: um, all right. Does that bring us to the end of our first uh, first section here?
1: I think so. Uh, that we've we've covered we've covered what evaluations you have before you slip. The critical part of the slip. As for yourself and for other players mm-hmm. as well as the benefits you get afterwards and the things that you can do. Um, just the, yeah. the ability to chain your information off of people with information that is as all-encompassing as many of the characters in SNV are. Like, the Savant, although really difficult to decipher, can cover the whole game. And if you can mm-hmm. trust them, that's such a huge step. So yeah. you're in just such a good place if you've slipped correctly.
0: Yeah, I think the Klutz is an interesting one. We it had a much longer playing as section than I think most of the outsiders will, and that's because you have an active choice that is also an information
1: ability. That is also uh, something that everyone by necessity, if they want to yeah. win, is invested in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful role. It's great. <laughs> so
0: let's talk about bluffing as the klutz. We can start with bluffing as evil, which is I think much more obvious case for when you would want to do that. Uh-huh. Um but it's also a viable bluff for a good player, especially mm-hmm. if you want to die at night. But let's start with evil. Yeah. Um, when you... Well, first of all, I think that if you're bluffing as klutz, you're doing so with the expectation that you're going to die most right. of the time.
1: Right. Unless you're trying to get the Fangu out there and also not look like the Fangu target. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I feel it's, like it's
0: more common minion bluff.
1: It's a minion bluff, as far as I can tell.
0: Um, Late in the game, possibly. Right could be a good demon bluff, but during most of the game, I think it's a more of a minion bluff because theoretically you're going to die and then use your ability to affect the game in some way. And by use your ability, I mean pretend to use your ability. With that in mind, I think that it's a very good bluff in a vigor mortis game. Um, yeah. Because then you can die, keep your minion ability, and get this fake klutz ability out there.
1: And let's not forget the poison. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's.
0: A, I think it's a very good bluff in a Vigor Mortis game,
1: especially because you took out the outsider. Yeah. <laughs> so you're filled in. The, you have done like four things. You've 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 kept the minion ability, poisoned somebody take in the outsider's position and use the outsider ability to throw trust onto somebody who is probably... Yeah, because the Vigor Mortis demon. does the,
0: mi- the minus one yeah. outsider, and you're, now you're filling in that, so it'll be much harder to tell it's a Vigor Mortis. Exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> so if you are the Vigor Mortis and you get the klutz as a bluff, you can probably risk whispering with your minion <laughs> just because you could do the four things in one. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a, it's a huge play for vigor, it's a, huge uh, a Vigor huge Mortis play. Yeah, And also, it's a brilliant excuse... To whisper to people before you even die, and get information out of them yeah. to maybe ferry to your demon. Because I'm the klutz, man. I need to start trusted people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. So let's talk about when you do die. Um. Who you should choose? We've already went over this. I feel like it's kind of a. Well,
1: the first thing you should do, and arguably your storyteller should be accommodating of this, and like be keeping track of you. But the first thing you need to do if you die is scream. I am the klutz. Because if they go to bed, you're in you're in trouble.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you you lose the ability to bluff, and this is a note for storytellers: make sure you keep that. That is why it's important to not end the night like immediately after you execute somebody or start the night. I should say they need to have time to bluff this. But yeah, so all the things that are that happen for the klutz apply here, except that now you're bluffing that those things are happening, and you're using your ability to clear somebody for the rest of the game if you are believed. You can clear a good player, which will help you to be more trustworthy, I think.
1: Yeah, at great cost. Is yes. yeah, the main
0: Yeah, that's the main benefit of that, is that it'll make you more trustworthy. Or you can claim, clear an evil player, which has the obvious cost of hopefully making them more trusted. I mean, the obvious benefit, I should say. But also, the obvious cost of tying you together. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's first talk about slipping on a good player.
1: Uh, one thing. One thing when you are slipping on a good player is, is there some way if you if they are an information character, is there some way that you can twist that information or is it already been twisted by poison so that you can steer the narrative away from your demon by saying, I trust this person and their information says X as if people are really playing that way in S and V because everyone's so skeptical of information. (laughs) But in that, in that hypothetical, the yeah. essential I'm trying to say is don't throw it on somebody who is then just going to incriminate your demon because it doesn't matter how trustworthy you are. It matters yeah, exactly. that your demon is trustworthy.
0: Yeah. So if you're going to make someone trustworthy, it would be ideal for their information to be sketchy <laughs> and, uh-huh. and lead them in the wrong or Either misleading interfered
1: with, or it's a vortex game, but you want them to not think it is or whatever, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah in general, this always just gives you a good way to keep yourself tapped into the information in the game. So if, as soon as you confirm someone as good, obviously you're not actually confirming them as good, but it's going to make the other players trust them more. Um, So they're going to be getting more information and then you have a very obvious way to say, hey, I completely trust you, so you should share that information with me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And which... which from a rational perspective, they shouldn't. They should trust you anymore, just because they chose you, or at least yeah. it should be minimal, marginal. Um, but like people are people, and if you're being friendly with them and if you trust them, they're gonna, they're probably gonna be inclined to do the same, which mm-hmm. is an excellent way to mine and control the narrative and so forth. You also have the added benefit, which is that if you need, if you can pull it off, if you need somebody to be a scapegoat and you've slipped onto them. If you look suspicious, well, they're protecting this person, so mm-hmm. they're clearly the team. We found out they're the minion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a gambit, because it can just be like, and they're the minion, and they're playing us. But if they, if you, if they know, but you know they know, and <laughs> they don't know you know they know, uh huh. then maybe you could steer <laughs> them backwards into executing somebody who you slip on. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, so I think those are the main benefits of good uh, slipping on a good player. What about an evil player?
1: Dead simple. I trust this person with all my life. They're good as all can be because they are my slip, and that yeah. is why I have talked to them every single day for a long time. Definitely not giving them everything I learned about everybody else. <laughs> and and if they if it increases the standard of evidence to get rid of them, because if they want to, they have to not only determine that they're evil but they have to then determine that you're evil too because you're in on it
0: Um, right unfortunately that might create a situation where
1: you two are obviously tied together so making
0: that jump is easier like sure now they have to determine that you are evil and they are evil but also as soon as they determine either of those things it's going to make them suspect the other
1: exactly so it's it's again it's a gambit because it can really pay off it just also fails spectacularly
0: yeah uh, and then generally, the same things we just said about good players it gives you the excuse to whisper with them it gives you a way to like yeah just follow around and talk to them more mostly. <laughs>
1: And to not look like a minion when you are dying to save them. And when you're saying, oh, no, yeah. they're so trustworthy. It's not just like, oh, this is clearly the minion protecting their demon. This is what the klutz is supposed to do. They trust that person. They're, they're yeah. supposed to protect them. Uh, and that's a, a big component of bluffing the role is just making sure that you are look like somebody who is good and knows someone else is good.
0: All right, let's talk about bluffing it on the good team. Um, what do you think is the main benefit here? <laughs> like, when... <laughs> When do you think you do uh,
1: this? It, I've already argued that it doesn't make you demon bait very much. So yeah. I don't know how much it influences the evil team's kills. However, if you are an information-gathering character that gathers information over time, maybe it persuades them not to kill you because they think that you're the klutz and you're just going to die, you can die later, I don't know. Yeah, it's, maybe it's it a depends on the group meta, right? It, de- groups, <laughs> it, depends it depends on the group meta. Yeah.
0: Like, if, if, if you think most players in the group think that killing the klutz is a strong benefit for evil, then it's a good bluff to get yourself killed. If they're more on the same page that I think we are, where it's like, yeah, sometimes it'll be correct, not always, then maybe you could choose a better bluff. So I think that it's a decent way to get yourself killed at night, but it just depends on the group. There are a few drawbacks to it. Like obviously when you die, if you're gonna keep the bluff going, you have to slip on somebody. Uh-huh. And you unlike the evil team, you're not in a position to make sure that benefits you. Um, it's right. it's just gonna cause confusion for the most part.
1: Unless you really want to whisper with someone and not look suspicious. <laughs> but you're gonna look suspicious when you yeah. <laughs> at the final day are like, Yeah, I just I just claimed a clutch just <laughs> to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we thought it was a fangu the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing you can do to avoid that is stop bluffing klutz when you're dead. Yeah. Like maybe you're the sage or I don't know. It's, it's hard to think of a situation where like when, when would you actually want to keep bluffing klutz once you're dead? Like theoretically, like you'd want to die for some reason. I guess if you have, maybe you're the sage and you, so you learn that it's one of two people, the demon's one of two people and you want to keep that to yourself so that they, they kill the other person and narrow it down to themselves or something. That's a, um, so then Good reasons I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you want to keep bluffing klutz in that situation, but in that situation, you can also just say, "Hey, I'm the sage, but I'm not telling you my information." Like, yeah. That's that's equally viable, I think.
1: Yeah. I I the only the only reason I can give is for a lot of strategies in clock tower, which is that like just pure chaos theory. It's like if you could maybe maybe there is just a benefit to throwing a spanner in things, and mm-hmm. so maybe for some reason you think you need to throw a spanner in. Maybe you don't think you need to, but your dark heart compels you to throw a spanner (laughs) at things. And uh, all I ask is that you take that spanner out before the end of the game or people might be a little grumpy.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it just, yeah, stirring up the information and concealing stuff will make the evil team make worse plays, for instance. Maybe
1: the minions will think there's a Fangu and they'll tell (laughs) the outsider that the demon, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that that about wraps up section two. Uh, Much quicker than section one. Mm Mm-hmm um and keeping keeping in mind all the stuff from section one is going to help shape how you bluff uh, let's move on to section three then which is running the as storyteller this is also not terribly there's not terribly much to talk about in this section either klutz just does its thing and you watch
1: <laughs> right there's there's like i there is a like process component of storytelling about just of good hygiene, I guess, as a storyteller of mm-hmm. making sure that whenever someone dies, you give them time to do the wild klutz bluff or something. And, uh, specifically, unlike say the moonchild, like there's a penalty if the klutz doesn't choose, mm-hmm. uh, but you're still probably going to whisper with the klutz, be like, you have to choose. And they're like, all oh, right, I have to choose as opposed to just being like, gotcha. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: the thing is here, the klutz's ability is templated to say that, if you don't choose a good player, you lose. Mm-hmm. Which means if they don't choose anyone, then they didn't choose a good player, so they lose. But also in the almanac, it explicitly says that you should whisper with them and like remind them that they need to choose somebody because nobody wants to lose the game just because they forgot their ability doesn't work. Right. Um, but if they do do that and force you to have to whisper with them, you should absolutely shame them. Uh, no, I <laughs> don't actually. But uh, I think that going over it before the game, like if this is your first time running Sex and Violets and... Like whether or not you're putting a klutz in the game, make sure you really stress the fact that like okay, if you're the klutz, I'm like make sure you remember to do this
1: after the necessary four hour explanation on how madness works. Yes,
0: (laughs) it's similar to Moonchild and Butler in that respect. In Um, that
1: it's like, yeah, you could vote as Butler, but you're cheating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like you can not choose anyone as klutz, but
1: but and I will I will help you. But that's not yeah. me. That's not nice to me or the evil team on a fairness level for me yeah, to confirm exactly. your claim by reminding you.
0: Also, I think at the start of the game, if there is a klutz in the game and you think that they're, I mean, even if you think they're likely to remember it, it could be worth going over it with them as long as you aren't making it obvious that that's the only character you do that for. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just give like,
1: them that evil eye for as long as you can, and just be like. Is there something you want to do before I send a knight? But I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, you want to pick somebody? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way the klutz it, it 99.9% of games isn't always thinking about the slip. The, the, yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. You can get really involved in an evil twin discussion and completely forget your own power. So, yeah. Just, yep. just give a little tap on the shoulder and discreetly, and hopefully they'll ca- catch the memo.
0: You might want to like make a sign before the game that you can show to the klutz at night that says pretend that you just remembered you're the klutz and we can tell me to wake <laughs> everyone up out loud
1: <laughs> that, that'll that go with my paragraph explaining how the saranovas works every every time like here you go <laughs> yeah all right the, uh what yeah. what
0: other considerations are there
1: Uh, I think that as a storyteller, whenever you put the klutz in the bag, you are saying something about the game as far as it's like Mm – you you can't put the klutz in the bag and be upset if they die or ask to be executed day one and then the game is over really quickly. So don't put like your darling – unless it's about the klutz – don't put your darling savant ideas – in a a game that could end day one or maybe do i mean there's always new ideas but just don't be disappointed if that's how the game ends because that's part of the character
0: yeah and i think that putting the gluts in is going to kind of make the game more swingy Mm -hmm. because like we were talking about this ability is either going to lose the game or make it much more likely for you to win the game uh like for the good team and so just be aware of that and you can either lean into that or try to counterbalance that maybe with others other characters. Um I don't know, there's not there's not too much to consider there.
1: It's a it's a beautifully swingy role. Yeah. I love swinginess.
0: <laughs> there's one situation that can be tricky for storytellers, uh, which is, you know, the klutz can just get themselves executed at night.
1: Uh, oh,
0: <laughs> if the Serenovus chooses them at night, and then they break madness at night, you can execute them. And when you say out loud, "All right, so and so has been executed," they have just learned that they are dead at night, and they now must choose somebody. <laughs> but it's still the nights; they can't open their eyes. Um, <laughs> so if that happens, they might not—they're probably not going to be thinking that they need to choose somebody right now. So you should probably like wake them up and remind them. It's not like anyone else is going to know. And yeah, and then then they just have to choose somebody with their eyes closed, and everybody else can like talk to them and whatever. But see,
1: this is this is the elite matron plays. If you're the evil matron, you just gotta switch players in the middle of the oh night. Oh my god! So it's like, ah, you chose the demon. by Wait. Pointing at them blindly. <laughs> Wait does does the does not the, at all? Nope. Not, is that how, how the, the klutz the, works? Yeah, it's not <laughs> how they the matron point works. At somebody? Oh if no, the, but oh, if the klutz points like, do, at somebody, yeah, actually. And do they, they have to point at somebody, or how oh, does well, the klutz they, work? Well, well we, we found the meta for the minion, which is to, when the klutz is about to do, just dive, <laughs> like physically leave the seat, and just, no, and hit yourself, and then you win. It's that easy. And right, then unfortunately, that, well, well, now,
0: unfortunately, in the almanac, it yeah. says they declare a player. Oh, well,
1: um, there goes my reason for bluffing as klutz as the good player, because that's how you <laughs> find minions, is if they just jump in front of your, <laughs> your klutz arrow.
0: Uh yeah, I guess you can announce in that situation. You're like, all right, I'm the klutz. I'm going to point to the person I choose. <laughs> I'm going to point roughly in at like a twenty degree angle from myself. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? What happens if a klutz chooses a storyteller in an atheist game? Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about wraps up the klutz. What a by the way, klutz character. getting
0: executed at night is also going on my list. Um, oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, preferably we do this while we're doing the pit hag chain. Yeah. <laughs> just we just yeah add just, a
0: serenovus into the pit hag.
1: We're just clutch, gonna have Gatling klutz. Rude Goldberg of evil play that. Well, actually, if we if we serenovus them, no, we can't do it faster.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. thank you for for listening, yeah. everyone. Thank you. This is the discussion of a very strange character uh, that's very fun. And, yeah, thank you for being on the show, Lucas.
1: Thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: All right. Uh, You will hear from me and another guest in a couple of weeks, everyone. All right, everyone, listen. We stopped recording, but then I reread the almanac. Um, Turns out, in the top section of the almanac, it says they, they declare a player. In... However, in the How to Run, it says they should point to a player. So I'm assuming that when it says they declare a player, they mean they declare them through pointing. Um, so they should point to a player. Therefore, minion diving in front of the klutz at night is a viable <laughs> strategy.
1: Or or maybe, you know, depending on how f- free wheel in your storyteller is, maybe during the day. Maybe you're just like, I'm just going to hit it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're gonna just be Ender, and you're just gonna hit four helmets at the end of the goalposts and be like, "I won." <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knew that Blood on the Clock Tower was actually a physical sport? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, that's that's what it's gonna degenerate into. Is you're just gonna have a whole bunch of just increasingly iterations on tackle football rules as far as who can who can this klutz legally? Yeah, point it's. At. it's it, it's um, like a,
0: it's a, it's an area control game now where the evil team is trying to make sure they control the space around the klutz. right but then uh, then,
1: <laughs> the, then it then you need to have this kind of contact rule where if they grab your hand and physically force you to point at them it's not a valid choice that you have to choose of your own agency
0: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll have to form a uh, a new like committee to like referee games of Blood on the Clock Tower in addition to storytelling them from now on, probably? The
1: thing, the thing that breaks me on this idea of the minion dive is that there is actually counterplay in regards to the cluts bluff by <laughs> other good players. That if, if a good player just claims yeah, and witnesses a dive, <laughs> they're not the cluts, but the minion gave themselves away, so maybe it's <laughs> actually a valid tactic. <laughs> I don't know. But I, then I, I th- again...
0: Shouldn't good players also be doing the dive?
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know. I was just diving for my team. You must understand. <laughs> oh,
0: no. I know I'm good, so I wanted to make sure it they picked me. me.
1: <laughs> Don't marry him. <laughs> uh. That's Ugh. hilarious. That is absolutely I hope that by hilarious. the
0: time this episode comes out the rule book is finalized. They can't listen to this and change how the Klutz works to avoid this. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. <laughs> if they don't change it, it'll just <laughs> it'll just be some underground underground whatever streetball tactic that clock tower groups use. If just, if just whatever. <laughs>